On today's show, we're diving deep into the GM survey. Luka Doncic, MVP. And it's preseason day. The Mavericks play basketball. Let's go. Woo! All that on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. Survey said. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The preseason prayer warrior, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, the Mavericks play basketball today, so let's go. <laughs> Luka Doncic back in action. We'll yes. talk a little bit about that game. We'll talk about the GM survey. Uh, I want to have a serious moment right off the top real quick. So uh, today, you guys are listening to this uh, on o- October the 6th, a lot of you. And um, it is an anniversary for me. Um, I will be going to Pluckers today. I go to Pluckers one time a year. And one time a year only. I will not go on any other um, time or with anyone else because someone left this earth uh, that I knew a few years ago. And um, I'm still working through it because uh, this person, I was supposed to go to Pluckers with them. And I was too busy. And I I say I was too busy. And uh, do I go back and look at some of those texts? Um Every now and then, I do. And um, it was a short time after that that uh, that person, yeah, um, died by suicide. So I just want to say that. So on this date, I try to go to Pluckers, um, sit down, reminisce about him. Um, but I also want to say it to people out there, of reach out. Make the time. Like, don't have your pluckers stuff that I'm working on right now. Um, go make the time. Like if there's someone in your life that needs to be have that conversation with that you've been putting off and you know that they need you, they need some type of interaction with you or some time and you're like, dang, man, my schedule is busy and I have XYZ going on. Make the time. Make it. It could literally determine anything. So um yeah, and obviously if you're in the other spot too, we've talked about mental health on this podcast so many times. Tyrell Terry talked about it on this podcast last week. Yep. Seek help. Like we can we all need help. Both both of us on this podcast have went to counseling before. Yep. And there's yeah, and if you ever need anything, DM us, reach out. We can get you plugged into the right uh people and sources. So yeah. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be a thing where, oh, everything in my life is is going wrong, right? Like I feel personally a lot of things in my life are going right. And I still had a moment today where I was like, man, I feel worthless. And you're like, and it it doesn't make any sense, you know, why you think that way. And so it doesn't have to, those thoughts don't have to make sense. They're they're really not supposed to make sense. So if you're feeling that way, don't rationalize and say, well, I shouldn't be feeling that way. Talk to somebody, still talk to somebody, right? Because your your feelings and your thoughts and all that matter. Uh, So that's just, that's been a big thing for us on this podcast. Reach out. You can reach out to us. We've talked to people. Uh, we've met people and um, met, met listeners that have, have had issues, and we've hopefully been able to help them in some way. Um, and so, yeah, that's bigger than basketball, bigger than this show. We want to be people that uh, are there to help people and to, yeah, to, uh, yeah, 
So, all right, let's. Uh, great stuff. Again, reach out to somebody. Get have help. fun transitioning now, Nick. Sorry, I just threw that on Nick. Thanks but, for uh, making Locked On Mavs <laughs> your first listen every single day. We are going to get into uh, some great stuff today. The GM survey. And uh, we're going to talk about the game coming up. The Mavericks play basketball tonight. And it's the first time in a while we get to do. Uh-oh, guess what day, day it is. Oh, guess what day it is. Uh, all right. So also we're available on YouTube. All of our media day interviews are available on YouTube in full as well. as Some good stuff from there. I keep going back to some of them every once in a while. And uh, remember just how fun some of the guys are. Good answers. And all that. But a couple of newsy things. Tonight, Mavericks play the Utah Jazz. I uh, got to meet David Locke for the first time because he's in town. Everybody's in town. I sat in a sandwich Who shop. Who else and, did you meet for the first time? Sat in a sandwich shop, and while I was waiting for him, Quinn Snyder walks in. And, uh, yeah, got, got, to, got was introduced to Quinn Snyder, and so he's hanging out. And, uh, yeah, they're all here. It's wild that it's, like, actually, it's real now. Basketball is back. It's real. And the Mavericks play the Utah Jazz um, Jason Kidd said that Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell, Frank Nilakina, and then obviously Tyrell Terry, who's still away from the team, are all going to be out. Dorian, Frank Nilakina, and Dwight are out because of rest, Isaac. How do we feel about rest for the first preseason game? I mean, we know Jason <laughs> Kidd's a hard, uh, a hard coaching coach, so training camp must have been hard. It must have been really <laughs> hard. <laughs> Those guys need rest. <laughs> There's probably some reason. There's probably some explanation. I don't know what it is, and I'm very confused by rest in the first preseason game. <laughs> I, I'm 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 kidding about the kid thing. You're Jason but, kidding. <laughs> but we've seen. Good morning, Isaac. <laughs> we've seen other players. I mean, we've seen other teams rest players in the preseason. So it's funny. First game. But, yeah, didn't the Nets like set, to, you know the Dwight Nets went too hard at out. Dwight went too hard at Fan Jam. He just <laughs> <laughs> that corner three, <laughs> that corner three got him. Anyway, so that's what's coming up. We will have a post game podcast for you. We may not do every single preseason game as, as post games, but we'll do every pod that we have. You know, a normal scheduled pod. We'll do a uh, post game after. So, all right. The GM survey came out. This is every single year the NBA releases a GM survey. They go and they they survey someone from the general manager's office. It may not necessarily be the uh, the general manager themselves, but somebody answers it. John Schulman puts it together, NBA.com. And Luka Doncic was all over this MFR. Like just so much Luka Doncic mentions in all of this. There were some really fascinating things that we want to get into and talk about. Um, Luka Doncic... And Kevin Durant were 1-2 in MVP. Kevin Durant got 37% of the vote. He was number one. And Luka Doncic got 33% of the vote. The next highest player was Giannis Antetokounmpo, who got 13% of the vote. Is this is the MVP race a race between Kevin Durant and Luka Doncic and nobody else? Yeah, I don't think that. <clears throat> um, I, I thought that was fascinating, just seeing that, that, you know, the GM survey, you know, the, the, these front office people think it's a two-headed race, basically, that it's KD, Luka. Now, obviously, the season hasn't even started yet, but the fact that Giannis is third on that list is surprising to me, uh, even though he's won a handful of MVPs. But, I mean, th there's a guy on here that I don't even think is getting any love right now. I, I was kind of like, he was kind of my sleeper last year, but I think he's even more of a sleeper this year for me. And he freaking won it last year. It's it's Jokic. Like the table set for 
if the Nuggets, which I don't think they're going to be as bad as what some people think they are, if the Nuggets literally land in the top three or four in the West and they don't have Jamal Murray, Jokic could be right up there, and he's not even mentioned on this list. Yeah, so he didn't get so he didn't get a single vote because Seth Steph Curry is sixth on this list with three percent of the vote, which to me is one vote, like one single vote. Yeah. So he didn't get a single vote on this for MVP. Yeah, he should be in there. The Joel Embiid getting a couple votes is interesting. James Harden getting a couple votes, like I don't understand how two teammates can both be on the MVP list. It just it just doesn't happen like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we don't know if Kyrie's gonna play. So that's true. That that is huge. That was the news that came out that both sides basically don't know what they're doing. Kyrie is still holding out that he's not getting the vaccine, and the Nets are like, "All right, do we want a part-time player or do we just want to cut ties and like not?" have to deal with his all season at all. Uh, that came out from Woj today. So yeah, but it's, but as of right now, GMs around across the league think that it's a two man race between Kevin Durant and Luka Doncic for MVP. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's crazy to think about this, that, I mean, this is year four for Luka and he's right here. Like he was an MVP favorite going into last season and his third season. Now he's here. Like, this is going to be, this is Luka. For the next however long, I mean, how many years is he going to be considered an MVP favorite, a top three choice for that going into the season? It's probably going to span at least 10 years, maybe like 15 years. Like, it's insane to think about that. But now's the time. Like, he could win it any year now. Like, the stage is set for Luka just as much as anyone else, too, because Luka doesn't have the James Harden, Kyrie Irving supporting cast, but He's going to put up monster numbers. The Mavericks, I think, will have a better record. And, like, does Durant play all the games? Is he going to – he's probably going to – if someone's going to rest more games this year, it's probably going to be Durant more than is Luka. So this, the stage is set for Luka for an MVP run. Absolutely. The stage is definitely set. If they overperform at all same, – the same thing that goes for Jokic, like you said, goes for, for Luka, I think. If they overperform – a little bit based on some preseason projections. And we'll get into what GMs think about the Mavericks and their preseason projection because I found that on the GM survey really interesting. So we'll get into that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Sweatblock. Sweatblock is a new product that you may not have heard about yet. It's doctor created, doctor recommended, and it's these wipes. And you wipe them under your underarms the night before. And for the next day, for the next seven days, you have a dry shirt guarantee from Sweatblock. You don't sweat through your shirt. This shirt I'm wearing right here, I would normally sweat right through it if I would go outside. It's like a, a blue, grayish type shirt. Boom. I'm, I'm pit stains all through this shirt. But with Sweatblock, you don't have to worry about that. You won't have to worry about it. You can wear what you want to wear. It's a little secret to confidence. You know how that's just something else in your mind you have to think about. Oh, I can't raise my arms because I have pit stains. Oh, I can't go hug somebody too close because I have, I have pit stains, right? You don't have to worry about that anymore with Sweatblock. So go check it out. It's the number one antiperspirant category uh, product on Amazon right now. That's absolutely insane. 20% off at Sweatblock when you use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You can also get it at Amazon or CVS, but if you want that 20% off, go to sweatblock.com and use the promo code LOCKDOWN to get 20% off. Again, Sweatblock, get the wipes, get the deodorant, all that kind of stuff. Also, they have uh, some, some undercarriage deodorant and lotion that helps with chafing, and uh, as someone that just walked like a real long way at Disney the other day, it definitely works. So go Und check Undercarriage? Out. What are you talking about? Go and check Maxi's. <laughs> <laughs> what's a home run the uh go check it out sweatblock.com also want to tell you about fantasy fantasy basketball has one issue and it's the issue that i've dealt with my the entire time i've I tried to get into fantasy basketball and that is that 
everybody plays a different amount of games every week. It's not like the NFL where you play one game and it's pretty easy to just set them up, set the pins up and knock them down, basically. Instead, you're like, all right, do I set up 20 pins or 25 pins? Sleeper has fixed that with their brand new game pick. You only you pick one game per player and they play that game. You go in there. Uh, it's the most strategic fantasy basketball experience in the industry. So you will love Game Pick. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed in Sleeper. Again, download the app. Use Game Picks so that you don't have to worry about all the different games and keeping track of all that. Again, download the Sleeper app. Start your league with friends today. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more of the GM survey. We talked about Luca for MVP, him and Harden, or him and and Kevin Durant are number one and number two in that. But Giannis was number three. You, you mentioned that. He's the only one that got more than, it seems like, three vote or two votes. Because um, Joel Embiid seemed to got two. James Harden seems like he got two. Curry got one. Uh, so jo- Giannis and Dedekupo still getting some votes there. Giannis and Luka came up a lot uh, together. If you were going to start a franchise today and could sign any player in the NBA, who would it be? Luka, number one, with 43% of the vote. Giannis, number two. With 40% of the vote. No one else got more than one vote. It's pretty wild. It It's a testament to just how good Luka is. That Giannis can win an MVP. I mean, a two-time MVP winner who just put up 50 points in a finals game MVP. seven. And a finals MVP also and a champion at the age of 26. And he's still not the runaway choice for this award, like for this question. Like it shows you just how good Luca is. I think that just, I mean, this is obvious. The biggest thing for this question is Luca's four years younger. And for sure, you know, the projection for him, like what he's done already this early in his career is just, I mean, it's something we haven't seen really. So that's the, I'm not surprised by that. I am surprised that Zion is on this list as far as receiving votes. And hold on, I'm looking for Trey Young. I don't see Trey Young anywhere. So sorry, I was just scanning the list. I I didn't know how far down it went, but I I didn't see him anywhere. (laughs) This soundboard, (laughs) we're going to (laughs) fight. I just needed the fake laughter under your Trey Young bit. Uh, Yeah. LeBron got a vote though for if you were going to start a franchise today. That one is come well, didn't, on. Wait, I think Brian Windhorse voted. LeBron got a vote. Zion got a vote. Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Jokic. The Jokic one I understand. Zion, I guess I kind of understand, but I would just rather have Luca than, than Zion at this point. Uh, yeah. Yes. So that one is interesting. So they went neck and neck in the if you're going to start a franchise today and you could sign any player, who would it be? And then the next question was, who is the best international player in the NBA? And Giannis got 60% of the vote. Luka, 27%. Jokic, 13%. He just won MVP. I know, that's wild. And all those guys, I feel like, should be neck and neck and neck. But Giannis got way more votes. Double, basically double the votes that Luka did for best international player. Is there a cognitive dissonance there? Is there like, okay, you would start a franchise with Luka, but you wouldn't, you don't think he's the best international player? Or is it just... The age thing that you mentioned before. Uh, I can't find that question, by the way, on mine. But down at the down towards the bottom. Oh, did they have Luca number one on that? Best international player, Giannis number one with sixty percent of the okay. vote. Luca number two, twenty seven percent of the vote. Jokic number three with thirteen percent of the vote. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was gonna correct it and be like, um, Giannis should be number one on that over Luca because, like, at this moment. But I mean, it's just kind of. 
I don't like who are you putting Jokic over. Like you're not, you're just not going to put him over. I mean, you can you can make the argument that Jokic is better than Luca right now because he just won MVP and like all that. But even that, I mean, I say you can make an argument. I don't agree with it. I think Luca's better than Jokic. The other thing I found really interesting about this survey was they ask who's the best point guard, best shooting guard, best small forward, best power forward, best center. They ask all five positions, and there are four players in the NBA that got votes for best player at a certain position at three different positions. Mm. Some of them are obvious, right? Giannis got votes at small forward, power forward, and center. He got a couple of votes at center, which I found pretty interesting, but uh, I would definitely take Giannis as a center over maybe anybody in in the NBA. He got, and then uh, LeBron James got votes at uh, point guard, small forward, and power forward. Makes sense. He, He does play all those positions. Kevin Durant got votes at shooting guard, small forward, and power forward. And then Luka, Luka got votes at point guard, shooting guard, and small forward. He was number three at be- for best point guard. He got one less vote than Damian Lillard. Uh, Steph Curry was number one with 57%. He was number three for best shooting guard. He got a couple of votes there. A couple less than Devin Booker, which I, I found kind of interesting. But uh, it's because the votes are being spread out for Luka. And then Luka got best a, a vote for best small forward as well. Uh, we don't think about Luka as a versatile player, I don't think. But he is. We think of him as balls in his hand, and he's going to go do his thing, and he's going to cook. He's a scorer. He's a passer. He's a point guard. But we don't think of Luka as he's big. He can defend multiple positions. Uh, you know, <laughs> he can he can defend fairly well, but he can handle multiple guys in multiple different positions. He can also destroy guys on the other end, right? Like offensively, Luka can take advantage of different kinds of mismatches. And that's a level of versatility that we don't think about. When I think of, when you think of a versatile player, you think of, okay, speaking of fantasy basketball, you think of a fantasy basketball player I can put at small forward, power forward, shooting guard, right? Like you can put them in a bunch of different positions. It's usually the athletic wing, the, you know, LeBron's, Giannis's and Kevin Durant's. You think about those guys, but you don't think about about a guy like Luka, but he can be used in so many different ways. And I think thinking about Luca as a versatile player is something we don't do often. No, we. I mean, we talk about. Uh, I want to say offensively. You know, we talk about it, the three level score. And, you know how yeah. good he is in the post and the mid range stuff last year that everyone freaked out about. We know he has the step back three. Like offensively, there's nothing in the league that like he can't do or he doesn't have in his arsenal. But then like defensively, we feel like he took a step. You know, further in the. You know, in the bubble, I thought he got better last year. Yep. He guards fours a lot. Uh, you know, you're not going to put him out there. And it's it's even common sense, too. Like, you're not going to ask a six eight Luca to even chase around a point guard out there, let alone, like, you question, you know, if he can. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, you're not going to do that because you don't want to tire him out either. But he could switch defensively. But it's like, even on offense stuff, too, like, the next level for his game is – and while we've wanted another creator on this team, like, can we get him playing off ball some? Like, I yeah. want him to get some more spot up shots. I want all of that. Like, that's a that's a next level to not just his offense, but the Mavs offense. Yeah, the versatility, like like you mentioned, the posting up, the mid range, the three point shots, the step back, the drive and kick, the drive and, and finish around the rim. He can do all of those things, and there's a level of versatility to that that we don't necessarily think about. You can put. So many different players around Luka and the lineup still work, right? Think about what's the what's a Mavericks like huge lineup they could run out there. They could run out like Luka, Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi, and KP, right? Like that's like a huge lineup that has a bunch of of different, you know. But they could also run out like Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Luka, 
and it, like and and a bit you know Dwight and KP right they can run out different lineups like that and that kind of versatility from Luca helps the Mavericks a lot and it helps them be as good as they are and that's a, a level an area of his game I don't think we give enough credit to yeah what well, yeah it gives them just more flexibility of building the roster like I know we joke about the Trey Young thing but like that you have to account more for Trey Young he's got one spot. Yeah, well, you you have to account more for like Trey Young's defense, which Atlanta did. Like Atlanta did great. Like I'm not even like I mean they made it to the conference finals last year in the freaking East. So like I I get that. Like it worked. They've had success in the playoffs, but they built a great team like around him and a lot of role players around him to where it's I th- I'm personally I think it's easier to build around a guy like Luca to where like you just have more flexibility. Like you, it's not that big of a defensive. I don't know what the right liability. Word is. A, a yeah, liability. Yeah. yeah, and you don't have to plan around that as much. So, I found that part of the survey really interesting. The versatility aspect of Lucas' game—that he can get votes for best player at a certain position at three different positions. Not many players can do that, right? Dame, yeah. Steph Curry, other guys. Here's other guys that got votes on this list: uh, Harden, Dame, Steph Curry, uh, Chris Paul, uh, uh, Jokic got some got some votes. Devin Booker, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Um, Chris Middleton got a vote for best small forward. I'm like, Chris Middleton's dad work in front office somewhere. Wow. Bradley Beal got a vote for best shooting guard. So there's all these different guys, but they don't have the versatility that Luca does. And that's an interesting part of his game that we don't get to talk about very often. All right, coming up, let's run through the rest of this survey. There's a lot of still good stuff. Where are the Mavericks ranked? They ranked all the teams and there's some really interesting, there's a really interesting thing that, um, that says uh, that says what people think about the Dallas Mavericks. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports. You can go right now. Bet on some NFL if you'd like to. The Dallas Cowboys still a seven-point favorite against the New York Giants. You can go bet on some baseball, too. We were just watching the Red Sox-Yankees game before we recorded Dodgers Cardinals Dodgers are home against the Cardinals for the wild card game tonight. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, October 6th, Dodgers, one and a half point favorite at home with Scherzer on the mound. If you want to put some money on that, have some extra stuff. These wild card games are intense. If you want to put some more intensity into that game, go ahead and put some money down. Use the promo code Locked On. Get a fifty percent welcome bonus for the first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into some more about this GM survey. Again, thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. We are getting into the GM survey, but when you're done, go listen to Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, the number one fantasy basketball podcast. All right, Isaac. So let's just run through the rest of the mentions of the Dallas Mavericks. We talked about a lot of the Luka mentions. Um, The Mavericks, (laughs) there's been a couple people post about this today, but the Mavericks were put seventh in the West in the GM survey. And this is how they kind of came to that. Um, They had everybody rank the teams one through four. And then the amount of points that they got for those votes. So one point for fourth place, two points for third place, you know, and so on. Then they took the, the percentage of those points of the total points and made it, you know, put it in a ranking. So it was Lakers one jazz, second Suns third nuggets, fourth golden state warriors, fifth, Clippers 6th, Dallas 7th, and Portland 8th. Now, here's the interesting part of that. So you're like, okay, that order, you agree or disagree on it for the regular season. The Mavericks got 21% of the 4th place votes. 
the Clippers didn't get any fourth place votes at all. They got a couple of uh, a couple of second place votes, which doesn't make any sense, and then a third place vote. The Golden State Warriors, who were fifth, got 18% of the fourth place votes, so less than the Mavericks, and only one third place and a couple of seconds. So the Mavericks got more votes at fourth than a couple of teams above them, and yet we're still lower because they didn't get as many top votes, which makes me think that there's that, that these GMs are so split on the Mavericks. They either think they're fourth or like eighth, right? Because of that, because of that split. And so I found that really, really interesting. But they also think that they only cap out at fourth. Do you think that's fair? I think it's fair. Yeah, I'm kind of confused on, you know, there's one or two, you know, two people in there that think the Clippers could finish second. And yeah, they got two uh, votes for second in the West. So did the Warriors. The Warriors one kind of makes a little sense. But yeah, a couple couple in there think the Clippers can fit. Is it just the Clippers? Like, did the Clippers get to vote for themselves? But then another person voted for them to be third. So, you know, those those three votes right there, if we just say, you know, each vote is whatever, it's like those, you know, make them, you know, over Dallas and that. So that's, I think it's, you know, rightfully so where Dallas is at at four. I mean, I think that's the, you know, four through six, somewhere through there. I, I could hear the argument of Dallas versus Denver, even without Jamal Murray. The Clippers one, I don't know. I'm just lower on, on the Clips. but And I, I am too. And that Clippers team. But Ty uh, Lue's a good coach. so Ty Lue's a good coach. And they showed some stuff in the playoffs even without Kawhi. Uh, they went on and beat the, those, the, that, the Utah Jazz team. The Utah Jazz got a ton of first place, second place, third place votes in there. And, uh, so and what are the Clippers and Nuggets like saying about Dallas? Like I know what they're like. We all know what they're saying. Jason Kidd is. Can he actually be a head coach? Yeah, like the questions. Co- we're you know, asking. Porzingis does, is is he healthy? Like we saw what he looked like in a playoff. Like I get what they're saying too. We're you know we're going to be more positive about that uh, on this pod. So that yeah. I but I think that's the range for Dallas. Like Lakers, Utah, Phoenix. I think those are kind of like locks for those like top three seeds there. And then, like, where does, you know, if Clay, I used to put Golden State in that in, to make it a top four, but now that we've heard like a longer timeline for Clay, I kind of move him down a little bit, at least to the next level. Yeah, you're going to play half the season without Clay Thompson, and then he's going to have to be coming back in January and, you know, get his feet under him and all that kind of stuff. That, that to me, is not a fourth place team or a, a top four team. Yeah. Uh, another one I found interesting, All on top of all the stuff we just mentioned about how Luka was one of the best players in the NBA, he was voted be- one of the best international, if you're going to start a franchise, all that stuff, he only got one vote for which player forces opposing coaches to make the most adjustments. And I honestly think that that's a compliment. You just can't adjust for Luka. It's just kind of, he 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 you know exhibits his will. He like just forces his will against a team and just does what he's going to do. Joel Embiid only got one vote as well. It's it's very similar to those two players. Like you can't really adjust for these guys. It's just like you go and defend them as best you can and you know take the results and take away everybody else on the team basically. Number 1 on that list was Steph Curry, number 2 was Kevin Durant, LeBron number 3, Harden number 4, and uh Giannis number 5. Interesting. Yeah. I don't even know how to take that question. Um because I feel like Steph's kind of in that same category too. Like Steph's going to do whatever he wants to do, but but with Luca, I don't really know what adjustment. I mean, to a level, you can say the same for all these players, right? Like, how do yeah. you really, how do you really, you know, adjust against Kevin Durant? But apparently, coaches think you can adjust against Steph Curry and do some stuff uh, and play some play certain defenses. So 
Yeah, there's a, there's a, some coaching stuff that I wanted to throw out here too, unless you have it in front Go of for you. It. Yeah, I got a couple of other random ones, but yeah, the coaching stuff was very interesting. Yeah, so you know, Rick Carlisle getting some love here. Head coach, best in-game adjustments. We know Rick's uh, pretty popular for this. Ty Lue was number one at 37%. Rick, seems weird seeing Rick next to Indiana uh, at 27%. But then the question, um, which new or relocated head coach will make the biggest impact on his new team? Number one at 64% of the vote. Is Jason? No, 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 not Jason. Is Rick Carlisle for Indiana? Sixty-four percent of the vote. Um, Jason Kidd comes in a third on that list at eleven percent of the vote. So, yeah, a lot of love for Rick in Indiana. And honestly, I believe it. Like, I think Rick's going to do great in Indiana. I think they're going to have a good record too. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree with this and find it really interesting. Uh, but I found it interesting that Jason Kidd got like three, basically three votes on this. Chauncey Billups got one. Jamal Mosley got one. Wes Unsell Jr. in Washington got one vote. And so, yeah, with the new which new coach basically will have the biggest impact. And Jason Kidd got a couple. Maybe, we don't know what impact means. Maybe maybe they took that in a negative. In it a said negative best way. impact. Biggest. It says biggest. Oh, big, oh, oh dang. Okay. Biggest. Uh. It, so that, that could be true for Rick good. Carlisle too. Does he have a big impact one way or the other? <laughs> Maybe he comes in as like, all right, we're trading all these guys. <laughs> That's the impact. Uh, I find. Did you find it interesting? The Mavs didn't get any votes for best assistant in the NBA. That that vote was all over the place. Like, well, they just they just redid their coaches though. Yeah, basically, everybody just picked one. <laughs> everybody yeah. just picked one, but no, but Igor didn't get a vote for best assistant in the NBA. Well, like Kenny Atkinson comes at number one on on this, but. Kenny's like been a coach and he's been successful as a head coach. Like no shot at Igor, but he like he doesn't have like a um big successful track record in the Dar- NBA. Darvin Ham, Nate Vanderpool, Nate Tibbetts, or David Vander Vanderpool, Nate Tibbetts all got votes for best assistant and they haven't had track record. Scott Brooks, his track records. But like at least bad. Scott I mean Scott Brooks did OKC run and like all of that. Yeah, so but like, the other three guys haven't. And so I'm I'm just interested Darv, that he didn't but get like a Darvin Ham, Milwaukee, like he's he's been very well respected. They just won Jacques the title. Vaughn got a vote and Igor didn't get a vote. Okay. <laughs> you have a point. Damon Damon Stoudemire got a vote and that this is first yeah. job. Dan Tony got a vote. He should get more than one vote. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh who has the best basketball IQ? Luca number three. After LeBron number one, Chris Paul number two, dude, that that to me maybe is the biggest one we haven't talked about yet. Is third best cool. basketball IQ in the NBA after LeBron and Chris Paul, who have played yeah. almost the entirety of Luca's life. Yeah, more than Kyrie too. <laughs> Jokic is number four on that list. Nobody else received votes really. Um, which player would you want to take a shot with the game on the line? Luca got a couple of votes there. He was number four, tied with Jokic, after Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Dame Lillard. Kyrie did get a vote in that one, by the way. Who was number one on that list? Kevin Durant, number one at 41% of the vote. Okay, yeah, that's good. Who would you want? KD. Game on the line, yeah, I think I would pick KD. Yeah. KD's just, just done it at the biggest stage. And just the type of shots he can get, you know. it's. Just, I mean, Luka can get any shot he wants. It's just KD's made him on the biggest stage possible. So I think KD can get more shots than Luka can, to be honest. Just because of the height, seven feet, seven feet tall, he can rise up over everybody. Yeah. Uh, Most fun team to watch: the Nets, number one at thirty percent of the vote; Golden State Warriors, number two at seventeen percent; Hawks and Hornets, 
tied with 10%. The Mavericks wow. and Nuggets what? tied with 7% of the vote. They were number five. Interesting. I wouldn't say the Nuggets are fun to watch, but sure. I like the, the other ones. I think the Nuggets are fun to watch. Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon. Ooh, big-time contract, Michael Jokic, Porter Jr. Jokic doing his thing. We haven't talked about Porter Jr. getting the same contract as Luka. Uh, yeah, we got to talk about DeAndre Ayton. Well, Porter did not get the same contract as Luka. Neither did Trey Young. None of them got the same contract because they can't because they don't have the All-NBA. That's right. Anything else that stood out to you in this? Okay, there was one question that I was just like, what in the world? It has nothing to do with the Mavericks, <laughs> but which players most likely have a breakout season? Jaron Jackson Jr., number one on this. I'm like, how did, how did this come to Jaron Jackson Jr., Anthony Edwards, Michael Porter Jr., Darius Garland, Keldon Johnson? Jaron Jackson Jr. going into his fourth year, he's been hurt. Like, I know maybe it's this, just it seems like a, just a random choice to like be like to win this vote. Maybe this is the year that he finally kind of you know stays healthy and puts it all together. Also, they traded Jonas, so like there's a big role for him to fill on this team. That's true. Terrence Mann got a vote. Terrence, well, <laughs> based on the way he played against the Maps in the playoffs, I, I would vote for Terrence Mann as well. <laughs> um, what rule most needs to change? The take fouls, the transition fouls, like the clear path type things. The, Ooh, the, the, this is like a Luca special. That was number one. Uh, those fouls that stop fast breaks. Um, additional coaches challenge. Uh, apparently GMs want you to be able to keep it when you're successful. That's true. Uh, 10% got free agency before the draft as a change that they want to see. I'm, d- I'm down for that. I free like agency that. before the draft. Yeah, I'd like that. That's really interesting. Yeah, I guess I'm down for that. I'm not sure. It's just been it's just been the order in my brain has just been so you know draft then free. Agency. I don't think I don't think draft people. I don't think the Raphaels and Chad Fords of the world would love that because talking <laughs> about really jacking up your mock drafts. I mean, I guess it could help for like content because then you have to create more because if you've had a team you know locked in to take a point guard at the sixth overall pick and then bam in free agency right before the draft they sign a point guard you're like are. Well, that means they're not going to take, you know, so you're just cranking out new mock drafts, which is more content, which is more op- money. But then it opens the moratorium to where you can talk about other players. So maybe that the Intel game for the draft changes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another rule that two. Because those conversations never happen right now. Those two players that are two, two votes for Elam ending as a rule that they want to see change. I found that interesting that two GMs are down with that. Uh, I mean, sure. You don't like the Elam ending? I think it's fun. It's not my like pressing. If we're talking about some rule stuff, then there's there's some other ones that's higher up on my priority list of like I, I saw something very encouraging a few nights ago. Golden State's first preseason game. Steph Curry does a step back. Pump. Stop. Picks. You watched a preseason game? No, I watched a little bit of it. Okay. A little a little bit of it. <laughs> he does a pump he does a step back. Pump fakes. Guy jumps into the air. Steph like one step leans into him, tries to shoot the three. Dude clobbers Steph, no foul. And I'm like, let's go, and let's go. <laughs> and because they're they're trying to make a point of that this year. Yeah. Now I'm Don't clapping right up. now, but tonight against the Jazz, Luca will probably do this and not get the foul, and he's going <laughs> to complain, and I'm going to be complaining for him too. Yeah, right. So y'all can call me out whenever I say. That's a foul. What are we talking about? There you go, guys. The Jazz play tonight. We will be back with the post game pod. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out.